the third series of the Buy From podcast. Buy From is a creative agency and we're based in Shropshire and we're here to help you with all things strategy, social media and design. So it's now 2021 and already nearing the end of January, um, not that any of us can believe it. So at the time of recording, we're of course in another lockdown and this has kind of set the tone for today's um, podcasting conversation. So it's going to be all about reflecting and refocusing yourself and your business for 2021 and why things are different this year. So it's me, Lindsay, today, but I'm also joined by Louise and Beck. So say hi. Hey. Hello. Um, so I want to talk you through just really how we're feeling kind of as a team and individually um, in terms of just to set the scene and so you guys know why we decided to record this today. So just to briefly talk you through um, how I'm kind of feeling. Basically, I think there's a lot of pressure put on the start of every year, um, particularly when you've had those two weeks off or time out of the office. You kind of want to come back all guns blazing um, with loads of new ideas and with this whole big um, kind of strategy for going forwards and high energy and super motivated. And I kind of don't think I felt like that. Um, I obviously did have new ideas for the business, but I find it's still quite hard to be motivated and back into a routine. And I think that's kind of because things felt just the same as they did before Christmas. And I don't know whether it's the same for you two. I mean, Lou, how did it feel for you? Yeah, I think um, the thing that I've found kind of hardest through all of it has been um, kind of having having the team kind of working completely separately all the time. And, and it has been for so long, you know, I think you two had maybe a couple of weeks maximum in the office from March. Um, and I think the the challenge when you're when you're managing a team is just being able to understand how everyone is doing and having those touch points and checking in on everybody. Um, and I think it just gets harder in lockdown to make sure that everybody is is feeling okay. And I think it's been, I think certainly this this third lockdown has impacted on kind of everybody kind of far more significantly I think than previous you know is people are exhausted and they're tired and certainly speaking to clients there is a real weariness um, that you is very hard to just be able to snap out of, of and overcome so a lot of what we're having to do I think is is to provide that kind of motivation isn't it and and when you are responsible for kind of driving and motivating and and building that you know the clients that you work with it's kind of then it could be quite exhausting can't it to keep that going all the time that high energy approach um certainly for me I think making sure I have that time at the start of the day just going for a walk for an hour at the start of every morning even no matter what the weather is um is but has been really useful just to have have a moment at the start of the day that isn't about everything else that's going on in the world um so certainly that for me has become the thing that's that's that makes every day kind of start much more positively and with much more energy but yeah it's tough I think it's much tougher that now what about you, Beth? yeah I think you've both hit a couple of really key points there to be honest I mean the fact that I think a lot of people now, a lot of businesses who have a presence on social media and in how they communicate and us included, like you say, we love to, to show up full of energy, really motivated. We want to inspire businesses that we work with. 
And I think what's important and what we are trying to do in so many ways, including on this podcast, is just be really honest. You know, you've got all sorts of levels from small scale right through to huge celebrities just being completely honest at the moment about how they're feeling. And I think that's what we also believe now is so important as is taking that time, like you say, whatever it might be for yourself each day. Um, I think with the new year, one thing that I do um, that's not new for this year um, but maybe can be something that people can perhaps take away and do also for this year if they're feeling kind of like they might want to do something, set some goals, but not put too much pressure on because I don't think anyone, like Lynn said, wants to go all guns blazing this year, really. I mean, if you do, amazing. Um, but what I do instead of New Year's resolutions, I've never made New Year's resolutions. Um, but what I do and have done for the past sort of three or four years is just write down a few things that I want to do in the year ahead. And then you can set them as big or as little as you want. And some things for me, I mean, an example of a really small one is just to, as I say, it sounds really small, but just to go for an actual picnic in the summer, you know, pack up a picnic hamper and hopefully COVID dependent go for an actual picnic. And even that kind of level of thing that you can tick off right through to some bigger goals that are still achievable, that's putting some sort of plan in place and some sort of new year focus, but without the pressure of a new year's resolution or anything like that, that says, right, it's new year, new me, need a big goal. So I think maybe that's something that it works for me. It might not work for everybody, but perhaps something to, to think about. I think one of the, we're, we're all um, on a micro level, we're all real list makers, aren't we? So we have real to do lists that we work through and, and kind of work and that works for us um, and make sure that we get things done. I think one thing that I am trying to do, but can still be better at on a daily basis in, in line with what we've been talking about is setting more realistic lists for myself and actually maybe being much more confident to go well that you know rather than doing what I do is I put it on a list and then I just carry it over gives you that sense that you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve on that day and I think that I need to become better at managing that those to-do lists so that actually I've got I can achieve and feel and, and then get to the end of the day and just be very you know confident and going right affirming what's been achievable um certainly for me that it's much more of a challenge now that I'm homeschooling as well as as well as you know the buy from so I've got to kind of come to terms with what my days now look like and what I can and can't do and when I need to shift around my hours so that's something that I'm kind of still navigating really that whole motivation isn't it you know ticking things off is, is a motivation yeah. uh, to to add new things and tick those off and if you're putting those as two bigger chunks it's demotivating yeah. if you're not achieving yeah. so absolutely I think this year it's for a lot of people as well at the moment, it is about ticking off those bite-sized chunks of what you feel able to do. But I think it's also important to, this is what I've been um, doing at the end of each day since we got back, is actually just saying to myself, do you know what, these are three things you did really well today. So that I then end the day thinking, do you know what, I started the day perhaps in overwhelm, perhaps that to-do list did feel unachievable, but actually by the end of the day saying, do you know what, I did take some time out to um, upskill, for example, which has been a massive thing that I've said from the start of this year, I want to start upskilling again. 
um because I know that I find that really rewarding um so at the end of the day yes I took 10 minutes to read a blog on the Instagram changes or I jumped on a webinar for for half an hour or even just do you know what you did get those things crossed off and just giving yourself time to say actually I have achieved today yeah rather than seeing the overwhelm that's ahead think about what has been achieved which is so important yeah, yeah, taking that time for you is so important. It's something I'm trying to do as well. Um, one thing I would like to do this year is take a bit of me time every day, even if it's only 20 minutes, even if it's just a 20 minute podcast that I listen to or, you know, a 20 minute run, whatever it might be, 20 minutes of of a course that we're doing at the moment or whatever it might be, just that time a little bit of time hopefully some days it'll be way more than 20 minutes but you know just that time every single day whatever you can fit in because you can fit 15 20 minutes into every day you know definitely you know that's not a huge portion of the day and if you can fit in that time for you somewhere it makes a huge difference I think I've just had a really interesting conversation with um, Sean Wood, who runs Ludlow Gin, and he's going to feature on, on one of our, our podcast series um, in the coming weeks. And actually just very, very relevant. And I won't go into too much detail because I think it would be quite useful for him to kind of discuss, you know, what he's gone through. But he's completely restructured how he works and restructured his working day so that it accommodates time to read, space to think, time to do exercise, time to be creative and think solely on the business and moving the business forward time to check in with the team um and then uh, just like you're doing Lindsay at the end of the day journaling what went well the you know where he sees the strengths and weaknesses but also making sure that he finishes that journaling at the end of each day with the things that he feels positive about so I think it's a really powerful message to send forward it's something I'm definitely going to try so and I'd be interesting to get his take on it when we interview him as well yeah, um, so I feel like the whole, the way I, and you know, I'm still extremely grateful that um, last year I wasn't directly affected or neither of you guys, particularly with COVID-19, but still we all had our own struggles just from a very personal, like mental health point of view of just finding it hard to kind of adapt to that. But um, I really do think what got me through was um, being grateful and gratitude so actually making yeah. time in the day to be more grateful so simple things like driving over to mums to do the horses grateful for the views grateful for where I live just moments of like the other day I shared on my Instagram we're basically getting 45 minutes extra light a day now um, and I was just so grateful for that so it's just small things that actually make you feel better if you take time to say I am thankful yeah. for that Completely. I think that's been a big takeaway, hasn't it, really? And a big thing to continue into this year. I felt so grateful for everything reflecting on last year. But looking forwards, that's something to continue. Just feeling grateful and being in the moment, just trying to live in the moment whenever you're, whenever we are with loved ones, whenever we are out in nature. And I think, like you say, with ending the day, um, looking back on those things, for me as well, it's how I start the day. And I'm really guilty. I've tried to do morning routines in the past. I haven't really stuck to one. I've tried, you know, it's finding what works for you. But I find in a morning, I do tend to not be someone that wants to spend ages preparing. Like, Lou, I know you walk for an hour every morning. I That probably wouldn't work for me if I'm completely yeah. honest. 
But what I do find is that 15, 20 minutes, like I say, in a morning really sets me up for the day. So yesterday morning, and again, I'll freely admit that meditation and things like that are something that I have tried to do and struggled to get into. But I'm getting towards really seeing the value in it. And yesterday morning, I started the day with a 20 minute YouTube meditation. Um and actually felt so motivated and so inspired to re- to start the day. So it's just doing those things that that help you find the find the positives and motivations. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that was really important that we've just taken those first 10 15 minutes of the podcast to kind of just tell you that um we totally resonate with you all and um we don't want to be seen as superhuman right now or not feeling um those types of emotions and so we hope that that's just helped you help you understand how we're working through things as a team and, and individually and um, a few ideas for what what you guys might be able to able to take away and give a go as well maybe definitely definitely and you can always message us and like sure bet can share the link um, of the youtube meditation and etc but always message us and reach out because we're an open ear as well um so please do but then Talking about where we would be um, in, I don't want to say normal times, because I'm not really sure what they were, but, you know, at the start of years, we'd actually usually be um, implementing already a new strategy for, for a client. Uh, we'll have worked out what that strategy um, has been at the end of December, beginning of January, and we'll be full, full flow into that new strategy. And it's in depth. It's a big report. It tends to be something which is shared with all the team because it doesn't just reflect the marketing output um but we just think that this year has felt slightly different um and so we've been actually um talking to our clients about just putting a plan in motion and how how that plan can be much more adaptable to the change in times um so i don't know what you know with my clients we've definitely done more what do we want to achieve at the end of the year um, in terms of three, six and nine months, rather than setting massive goals, we've tried to do it in sprints. So we've done it in like three months, six months and nine months sprints, because it seems to be more achievable. Like in three months time, we're going to be end of March, beginning of April. That feels more, um, that seems more achievable to set something for then. And then we can work on the six months and the nine months, nine months going forward. Um, I don't know how you guys have done it with your clients, but it does feel more of a plan, doesn't it? Than something set in stone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, no. I think sometimes the word, even say into a client sort of the word, the word strategy in itself kind of suggests it's something important, really is important, but kind of suggests it's something of major importance. And perhaps the, the word itself even seems a little bit more rigid than a plan, whereas a plan can be in the eye, you know, in in how you interpret it, perhaps a bit more flexible. Yeah, the agility of a plan is is really crucial. And I think kind of liberating, liberating clients to kind of um, un, to un, they've had, our clients have been so agile all the way through 2020, as we have had to be pivoting constant, constantly based on new restrictions, changes, new ideas as they come through. And I think uh, a lot of our clients have been much more confident in, in using the time to test and learn as well. And that's been really, uh, you know, and I think that a lot of businesses don't don't do enough of that because we're so in it and growing and, you know, the strategy is locked in and that's what we're doing. And so I think that that kind of test and learn approach and the agility that comes from 
from um, kind of, as you say, sprints rather than kind of long-term goals is, is really powerful. Um, and that's certainly the approach that's working for, for all our clients at the moment. And then because the thing about the real challenge, I think, from COVID is, is not being able to not being able to, to know when we don't know when the end point is going to be. We don't know what the world's going to look like when that end point comes. We don't know what will be open, how consumers will have changed forever, what we will go back to. That everything is open ended at the moment. So we can't strategize in the way that we've always done before for ourselves and for our clients. So it has to be in sprints. What do we know? Well, we know what's going to happen in the next three months. It's this, it's what we're currently doing. So what can be achieved in that those three months? So I think that um, small bite-sized sprints are absolutely the best way forward right now. And then it feels like you're doing something and, and that in itself is motivational. Definitely. So I would definitely suggest um, applying that uh, three, six and nine month sprints to your business. Um, and don't even see it that you're setting six months goals. You can literally do three months, stop, then set your three months, stop, then do another three months, et cetera, carry on another three months. Don't literally look at it as a whole year if you don't want to, or if your business has to be that agile that, that you need to keep it um, in just those three month sections. But it is quite a good tactic, um, I think right now to apply. And the other thing that we like to use is kind of this reflect, reset and refocus exercise. Um, so just to briefly check you through it, um, basically the reflect is it sounds silly but just by opening up your phone and flicking back through the last 12 months of photos so you will discover things in those last 12 months that you've forgotten about things that actually give you so much joy so much happiness moments you captured where perhaps you did take a picture of the sunrise and at that moment you felt oh my gosh that's gorgeous but now you've forgotten about it just flick back and memories will come out of that that perhaps you were in the moment, but now you've forgotten about. So it's just nice to take a look back and find joy in the last year, which perhaps seems odd when it was so bizarre, but there will be those moments. Then when it comes to the reset, you need to think and park all those negative feelings if you can. If there were times where you thought, look, my business is, might not be able to carry on, but you've overcome that now, those negative thoughts, try and park them. And then the refocus element comes in where you have to reward yourself for getting to 2021 and remaining in business. Or if you're about to set up a business, go for it. And the refocusing exercise goes back to you taking a moment to look at what your marketing output is, where people are finding you, and then refocus where you want to put your attention. And it might be that before you had a shop front and, and you're perhaps a non-essential shop, so you're shut right now but you're going to refocus and find a different way to um, approach those, that audience or those customers. But it's just quite a good handy tool um, to work through that process. Um, sorry, carry on Beck. No, I was just going to say definitely, absolutely love that exercise. And I think like we've put out in, in our latest blog about, you know, figures at the moment, analyzing all your data or your turnovers or your figures, they're perhaps they're not going to be accurate to a normal circumstance at the moment either. Um, and moving forwards as well, we don't know exactly which behaviours and things that have come up, consumer shopping habits and things, what will continue long term and what might go back to to how it was before. So it's a really good time to to look at that and to work out where to refocus and what's been working for you and and take away and reflect. So 
definitely and then one thing which um Lou sorry to put you on the spot but you're so good at this um, and <laughs> we're going to talk about now is collaboration over competition and why we always and you're going to say this isn't new from Bifrom because we always harp on about it but actually why 2021 is so important that you take collaboration over competition and particularly in the social media world um, now is not the time to be ultra competitive you need to look for collaboration opportunities um, and I know Lou you've had some great success particularly for example with Ludlow Gin on that so do you want to just talk us through why you feel it's so important and you've made that resonate with your whole Bifrom team yeah it's been it's been the drum that we've been um that we've been banging from the beginning really i feel that it um is completely uh, crucial to well to any the growth of any business but it's certainly been it's certainly been the key to the growth of buy from from the beginning I think competition is hugely important and people kind of scare and, you know, stare and navel gaze and, and get panicky by competition. But actually competition is about learning how to grow and how to be different. Um, and the best way to grow is by seeking out those opportunities, just as you say, Linz, to collaborate and to, to work alongside other businesses. So rather than rather than like looking inwardly, we've spoken a lot like the words reflect and focus and, and all of those are, are absolutely crucial. But there's a sense that sometimes that language can it's about looking inwards, which is you have to do. But actually what collaboration forces you to do is to, to really look outwards and to see how you can align with other brands who um, speak the same language as you. And they could be brands or businesses that are in the same sector as you or completely different. But ethically, they communicate in a way that resonates with who you are right at the core of your business. Um, and businesses, all businesses are stronger together. So, um, yeah, just as you said, Lynn, an example being kind of the work that we've done with Ludlow Gin is seeking out ways all the time how we can bring other people in and support them and grow. Um, so an example would be if we've got a competition running, you know, what other brands might want to come in on that? And then can we find a hospitality brand that's really struggling at the moment that could provide the cocktails and make them so you're supporting them and giving them a shout out and we've got a competition coming up where um we've got you know we're going to have um another um no alcohol drinks brand we're bringing in a hotel that's been really struggling but has got a beautiful cocktail bar and their mixologist is going to make a load of cocktails and we're going to create some photos of it then it's something for them to talk about um, then we've got a uh, local producer who's going to use the gin in some of their um, products and then we're going to bring them involved and then before you know it there's four brands rather than it just being about oh let's all shout about Ludlow Gin actually that what we've done is then bring three other brands into that messaging create collateral that's really meaningful for all of them and then produce something that that will allow all of those businesses to grow together um i mean that's a i mean gin's an easy one to push really in this time isn't it because because everyone <laughs> loves gin but it's not always as easy as that but collaboration is definitely easy and it's just about having conversations um and finding business like we collaborate as a as a as a business we collaborate with other um, service providers who on paper do the same kind of work that we do. But actually they're different because what makes Bifrom unique is the team. It's the team that makes Bifrom unique and it's their team that makes them unique. And we come at things in a slightly different way. And there are some occasions where through collaboration, we can provide something really special for our clients. 
Um, and I think that is a really, it's a sadly quite a unique perspective, but what I would kind of challenge anyone listening to this podcast now is to, is to take that challenge and look for that opportunity because um, out of it comes something much more special that you could not necessarily have generated yourself on your own. Yeah, I think what I would, what I would say as well is if you are a business and you can identify some businesses that you'd like to collaborate with, that you like the ethos of, that you think would work with your brand really well, reach out to them. I think from our experience, we can say people are far more open to this than you might be thinking. Their chances are they're not going to say no to you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think if I give you an example, if you, for example, you could see competition as you're a food um you put you're a food producer and um someone on your instagram that you follow or you know of perhaps in structure is another food producer you could see each other as competition because perhaps one consumer might only have 30 pounds to spend online as a treat and actually you want that 30 pound over the other food producer however you're all unless you're doing paid advertising of course but realistically you're all organically fighting for more followers and more attention from that same audience but if for example um one collaboration we're working on at the moment is moiden's cheese with simply delicious cakes simply delicious cakes um have which would be seen as a treat and so is cheese but they have a cake that actually pairs with cheese very nicely so they're going to do a collaboration um for valentine's day where actually let's be honest they're just going to be exchanging engagement and um followers who are already a warm audience they're not fighting for a completely new audience they're fight they're going to be sharing each other's audience which are already engaged and benefiting from each other's followers but in a really lovely way that to the consumer just feels like a a completely um a real partnership and so I think you've got to think of it like that you could fight for one set of consumers pocket of money or you could collaborate and share a warm audience which I think is is crucial right now collaboration is so exciting as well if you're as a lot of businesses have felt in peaks and troughs perhaps over the past year or so collaboration brings excitement and breathes like a new lease of life into oh, yeah you know, Definitely. you're sharing ideas, you're both buzzing about the collaboration. It really is a breath of fresh air and really exciting and motivating for both or more multiple businesses that are involved. Yeah, definitely. So we would say, give it a go. Don't be afraid to ask, because as Beck says, so many people um, are up for collaboration. Perhaps they're feeling they don't know where to start or they don't know whether to reach out. And remember, the worst thing they can say is no, and then you can just move on. So don't worry, just reach out. I think one of the things I think where I started in terms of where I'm feeling was that lack of connectivity, the fact that it's really hard when you don't have any touch points and we're all everyone's separate. And I think that's been the thing that a lot of business business um, people have really found is that, you know, there's no networking, trade shows, uh, restaurants are closed, bars, but everything's shut and we're all working in silos and all of our communication is through screens and it becomes less and less and less and people become so and I think that what collaboration does is it does it it's become even more crucial now in this time where we can't go and have a conversation with somebody because actually what you're doing is you're providing you and your business and and the person you're choosing to collaborate with and their business connectivity that will inspire you to take your business further and keep going and right now that's that's where the opportunities are in 2021 are by finding 
new ways to connect with people you might not have connected with before. Um, and it, you know, we cannot deny the impact that will have on you personally, but particularly on the businesses that you're going to work with. Definitely. Absolutely. So as you can see, we are huge collaboration fans. So again, <laughs> reach out to us. To come across. <laughs> um, reach out to us if you've got any questions on that, because we'll Or help. you'd like to collaborate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, drop into DMs as always. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to finish off now with if you do feel ready to do some goal setting um, or you're going to do that goal setting exercise in the three, six, nine month sprint, etc. Um, how how you should goal set and how you can make them realistic, but also achievable. Um, so I'll just do my couple, um, you two, while you think about your two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so on the spot um but my first two is always make them have a end goal so put a time on it um or a date and that holds yourself accountable so if you can goal set by saying by the end of 2021 20, i'd like to but actually that is such a kind of top line um approach whereas i would say for example i would like to be able to grow a bigger community for my um, for example, social media clients by, uh, I don't know, May 2021 and set a date on it because then we've got the re- the other half of the year then to discuss what else we can work on. But if you make them time accountable, um, you're, you're setting yourself something that's realistic. And then my second one would be to not um, set yourself something that feels too out of reach. Um, let's be honest, a goal you want to be able to achieve so don't go, I want to have made a million pound by the end of the year, if you know, brilliantly if you can, but if it's unrealistic, then don't do it because it's just going to make you feel rubbish by the end of the year if you haven't got to it. So make sure they're realistic. Um, and then, yeah, over to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, I would say uh, one of my goals is definitely um, by the end of, I think Q1 is to, um, have made sure I've carved out time to um, upskill, um, particularly with all the changes that are coming in with social media so that we can ensure that we achieve our, our business goals for our social media clients, which is to, is to be the very best that we can be for them in terms of... So um, definitely carving out time um, and recognising the importance of that would be a personal goal. Um, a, a business goal for me is... Um, to introduce more campaign-led strategies that will allow me to work much more closely with Grace and Jamie to drive some really interesting creative content out there. Um, We're working on a couple of of really nice projects at the moment um, and they work so so brilliantly together as well. So that for me is something that I'm gonna push myself to to bring more of uh, into the business and to get create more output. Perfect, what about you Beck? Um, so I think a couple of mine are, as I as I mentioned earlier, it's just about finding that bit of time every day to do something that fulfills me. So whether it be I have two or three hours some days or just 15 minutes on other days, just something every day that that brings me joy, whether it's a walk, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a run, whether it's baking something, 
doing some research into something that interests me, reading a book, whatever it might be, just that bit of time every day. And to make that achievable, I'm not setting a specific time on it every day. I'm not saying I need an hour every day. I'm saying whether it's 10 minutes or three hours, it's just going to be something every day. Um, from a work point of view, I'm currently partway through um, two courses and upskilling, so kind of related to, to your guys as well, but I'm partway through two courses at the moment. It is realistic that those get finished within the next, next couple of months, so that will be my first sort of sprint, first three-month sprint target, one of them. Um, but I think a top tip for for goal setting is make sure they excite you. Like, look at the, if you do write out some goals, look at them. And actually, they should be things that that excite you a little bit. You know, you've got to have that bit of passion for them. And now seems an ideal time if there's perhaps something in the back of your mind that's been niggling or you've been wanting to try. Just give it a go. Give it a go. Follow follow that passion if it's there, you know, for something new and giving something a go because now's a great time to give things a go. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you look at the list and they are exciting to you. Yeah, yeah exciting such a good one because you're not going to be motivated to do it if it's like something that actually is a is yeah. boring or hard to achieve yeah, like don't just write don't write on your list of goals a really boring admin task that you need to get done. <laughs> you know put break that down and put it on your to-do list in bite-sized chunks that doesn't go on your goal list <laughs> <laughs> too true too true well that's it then for this week um we hope you found it super useful and also relatable because that's how we wanted it to come across so we would say don't feel any pressure just because it's january but just take your time to really plan for this forthcoming year and to just feel clearer about your overall approach to your business if you have any questions of course like we said throughout please reach out to us and um, we've also just re-released an updated version of our covid19 document um, which is obviously relevant now for 2021. So that's on our link tree, which is linking by our Instagram, or you can reach out to us um, and we can email it across to you. Um, you can visit our website, which is www.buy-from.com, where there's also loads of toolkits that you can work through as well. Um, so please subscribe if you've enjoyed this and we'll be back in a um, couple of weeks time for the next episode where we'll be interviewing the first of our clients. Um, so tune in for that one. But thanks again for listening and always keep safe and take care. So thanks from all of us. Bye. Bye. Bye.